if this is the last day of your life, make sure you've made the decision to change your perspective, to better yourself. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to episode 202 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. On Mondays, you know that we set the tone for our athletes and our listeners for a big week in your fitness, in your faith, and in your family. Last week's challenge was to pray and or meditate on Proverbs 25.4, which reads, Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has material for a vessel. And extra credit is to memorize all 16 words of those of this life-changing verse. Big shout out to Wendy once again. Totally has this memorized. Proud of you. Way to go. <laughs> uh, that is take away the dross or the waste, however you want to say it, from the silver. And the smith has material for a vessel. This week's challenge is to pray and meditate on 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight for the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. That is 17 reps, 17 words. I'm referring to our muscle and meditation technique. And if that is a new concept to you, you can refer to episode 198, episode 200, or really any of our recent Motivation Monday podcast episodes because we've been talking about that a lot. Extra credit is to memorize all 17 words. Fight the good fight for the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. So while Paul was instructing Timothy on the value and importance here of teaching and modeling, fighting for our faith in Jesus Christ, we can all learn from this example, regardless of our beliefs, especially when it comes to an athletic accomplishment as intense as competing in a bodybuilding competition. Leo, the cowboy, as we call him, took first and second place in bodybuilding and classic physique novice at the NPC Northwest Natural, which we just flew back from a couple weeks ago in Seattle, Washington. This man's entire life story is an example of what it means to fight for what you believe in, whether it's in the Navy, in the Army, or just in the gym. Welcome officially to the podcast, cowboy. Hi. <laughs> Uh, let's pray together, and then I'll turn the mic over to you, okay, big guy? Father, Paul wrote to Timothy, fight the good fight for the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. May the words that Leo and I speak today be words that from you that might cause the listener to be encouraged to fight the good fight to which they were called. It is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that we pray, amen. How you doing since the show, cowboy? Um relieved um relieved um and determined after competing um in my hero class um for the classic physique and the bodybuilding um it, and it's a motivation I've, I've been more motivated than ever cool cool what made you okay so you you, re, you reached out to me a little over a year ago for and and, sa and saying that you kind of wanted to do a contest prep the leo that i remember when you when we were talking on the phone we got to know each other a lot over the phone before we ever met in person and um correct me if i'm wrong i felt like i was talking to somebody that wasn't really sure if he wanted to compete he wasn't really sure what he wanted to do with the next year and now i'm talking to a man that's super confident um, you've made some incredible achievements and you're looking at the next chapter of life, huh? Right. So, um, what made me decide to compete? So it was a challenge. Um, I turned 40 next year and I wanted to be in the best shape of my life at 40. So I said, in order to do that, I, I need to do bodybuilding training. I need to really get focused uh, and mature about this. And um, I felt like you, you, you sparked something into me. You were like, oh, although we're training, there's a competition coming in November. And I was, I was hesitant on it because I'm like, I've never done a show November. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be ready, but I said, okay, let me stick to the plan. Let me stick to my coach's um, advice. Uh, maybe I can do that. And so 
it was more of a challenge. Um, not something that I wanted to do, but I wanted to challenge myself. This whole year, I had to challenge myself on so many aspects of my life. How, how so? Um, a, 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 year, a year ago, um, I guess just o over the last year, one of the things that I've really noticed about you is how your mentality has not changed, but how it's evolved and progressed, and it's, it seems to have matured. Whereas, um, I mean, something that you've been something that you've been telling me, basically, uh, like after after every workout that we that we that we that we've been training together, has been that we can't run from our fears, we can't run from our anxieties, we can't run from our past, and we right. need to look it in the mirror and 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 face it. <clears throat> so this 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 prep for you this this last year. Um, have, has, has there been like some personal challenges that you've overcome or found was maybe easier to cope with and navigate through having this goal at the at the at the end of the year? Oh wow, that's a loaded question. That's loaded <laughs> question, but I will try to peel and answer everything that you talked about. Um, this year was or is challenging all my fears, all my traumas, all my triggers that had allowed me to have low self-esteem, um, anxiety, panic attack, um, mm -hmm. symptoms related to post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, they were caving up on me and I'm looking at myself and I'm saying, do I wanna live like this? for the rest of my life? Um, am I going to be miserable or just so unhappy feeling this kind of way? And I started to tell myself, I'm gonna do everything aggressive to deal with everything that is bothering me in the mind, everything from my past, everything from my current situation. I want to, um, methodically and with professional help, um, change my mindset, change the way I view things, change the way things trigger me and be more healthier. This was more of a mind challenge. And because um, over the past two years, um, when we had to deal with COVID, it was all kind of fears, all kind of, um, you know, I, I've never, not never, but I, I saw the world in this defeat mode and, I, and I'm more of a, a, a courageous, motivated person and I like to motivate people and I like to tell people the truth. And I, I didn't like to see the world always being gravitated by the news on so many things that are going on that may not be under our control. And I was making it part of my duty to um, control or try to persuade people to think otherwise, think, you know, don't believe everything on the news. And um, I felt like everything was affecting me mentally and emotionally. And I'm like, this is not right. I cannot go to a place where I'm thinking the worst outcome is going to, to happen. I lost hope. I lost, um, I kind of lost myself in that, in that those two years of, of, of being challenged by ethical, medical, ethical decisions, spiritual decisions, and <laughs> um, being drained. I think the past two years, when we were dealing with COVID, it drained me because I've I've I don't want the world to feel like you have to you have to compromise your belief or compromise who you are, and in that same manner of me trying to help people be encouraged uh, or give them what was my truth or what I believed in, I felt like I was putting so much. Uh, on myself, worrying so much about the future and always going to a place of defeat. And 
move, uh, moving forward, um, I was also uh, trying to get my master's degree and that was stressful. Um, and managing, um, trying to manage myself in a, uh, in a new place, uh, new job, and trying to assimilate myself to a culture that is not um, where I'm really the minority. Um, and that affected my self-esteem. So I had to, I had to tell myself, okay, you have to be yourself. You have to be your own light. You have to challenge everything that you've been triggered with, everything that negatively you have to determine, is that going to destroy you or are you going to make alternative ways on how to see things in a better light so, you, so I won't have uh, anxiety, I won't have panic attack. And so Fitness has always been something that I've been doing over these past years, but I was not focused on nutrition part of uh, working out. I was more focused on having a good physical training. Um, and then I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be 40 soon. So I said, I have to make changes. I want to be the best looking 40 year old. And um, I also sought professional health for mental health. And we all came to, um, we, we all set goals and I, I gave them, you know, things that I, I want to accomplish or things that I'm, I'm dealing with. And we all, um, we all had some kind of perspective that can help me through the process. And so um, it wasn't an easy task. Um, I think anybody who deals with PTSD, um, it, it, it's individual basis. And I had to peel layers from my past going back to my childhood. Um, and I had to figure out what was, what, what, why am I feeling this way? Why, why am I being triggered by this um, into my adulthood? And sometimes things may stay lingering from your past that you haven't addressed. And this year I was like, I'm addressing, addressing everything. I'm going full forward. Um, and I, I'm, I, I'm going to find myself. And so um, I wasn't, when we first met, you know, I wasn't sure of the training. I wasn't sure of my identity of who I was because I was just, um, I was living my life of, oh, I'm with this politics. I'm with this religion. And then I had to break myself from the, the matrix of being identified by a culture being identified by a religion, being identified by a politics. I, I have to, I really had to find myself. And myself, my true self is I'm an empath and I feel energies from people, but I have, I had to learn to not take on those energies of people who feel hopeless. And I had to turn that into the strong person I am today. I had to find my happy space and make alternative alternative decisions to where um, I, get, I had to remove toxicity from my life. Like December, I stopped drinking. I, I'm not an alcoholic, but I, I'm a social drinker. And um, I realized after drinking, drinking would make me feel depressed. And I would, and mm -hmm. I, and that messed with my uh, emotions. And I said, I can't be doing that. If I want to compete, um, I have to remove negative, the substance from my life. And so that was one big major change. Um, I no longer go to the bars to drink. I may go to the bar to um, have a soda or use their restroom um, or eat. 
Um, but it's not like something I go to like, oh, I want to get I want to get drunk or drink um, because I realize alcohol plays a part in the chemicals in the brain. And over time, it can affect you. Um, and I'm like, I'm going into my 40 and I know how alcohol alcohol is the it introduce your body to diseases, comorbidities that can turn out devastating. You know, alcohol mm -hmm. can cause you have heart conditions. Um, it can affect your um, kidneys, um, liver, and being a healthcare professional, I, I'm so aware of these diseases. And I had to say to myself, I can't do what everyone's doing. I want to live. I want to live until I'm 80 or more. And I want to be cognitively intact because yeah. I'm like, life is life is what you put in your body and what you put in your mind. And I had to learn or relearn those kind of methods of bettering myself. Um, and then I had to learn, and then I gained my self-esteem, my confidence back, you know, being like the minority, being the, the, uh, like the person with brown skin, the, the black skin in a, uh, predominantly, you know, non-black city. Um, I had this fear of people just watching me and I'm being, uh, I don't like when I didn't like when people just stared at me and I'm just like, that's rude. But then I had to realize, yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> I, I had to realize, you know what, if people are going to look at me, I have to be myself. I have to not be afraid of them looking at me. And then I have to show them the courage that I have. I'm hitting the gym, but I'm hitting the gym for a purpose. And I think the ingredients of self-confidence is, is believing in yourself, believing in you can put your body to um, certain uh, method of discipline. And that, that with that training, it came disciplined. And, and I started to see uh, my myself and it just kept me going. And I felt like this, this, this is the key. This is the key believing in yourself, believing in your true self outside of everyone's perspective, turning inside to who you truly are. I said, I choose to be happy. I choose to show people who've never been with my culture that um, we're, maybe I, I, perceptions. I also, I had to deal with my own inner misperceptions of others and show myself that just because someone looks at you a certain way doesn't mean it's a negative thing. When you're the minority, your people, of course, people are going to look at you um, because they never seen someone like you. They never seen someone talk or act like you. And it may not be a bad thing. And um, I think over time, people gravitated to me in the gym and people realize that, you know, oh, I, he's a good person. He's, he's coming in, he's focused, you know, um, and it's always a regimen when I'm in the gym. Um, and I think the whole motivation behind competing was to challenge my fears from my past, from my present and tell myself I can do this because I've never imagined myself in the years I've been on earth or an adult that I would be on stage with a trunk showing my body off. Um, a radiant I physique trunk and a very, very, and a very, very nice one at that. That was our last episode, by the way, everybody, we talked all about Leo's underwear on our last podcast. I should have named it that actually episode 201 Leo's underwear. Bam. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Cowboy. I'm, but you know, I'm from, I'm from Miami and that's, you know, that's, that's part of the culture down there to, you know, show off your body. And I said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll just bring it. And, um, I, that's what I did on stage and 
Um, I, I brought them my personality. I brought them my confidence. Um, and I, 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 I'm, I want to motivate people, but not in an obnoxious way. I want people to dig down into themselves, find out what is stopping you from being the best person you are. Um, and that's what my, my whole motto is. Be the best person you are the minute you wake up and the minute you go to bed. You know, have you made changes to your life? Have you made perspectives, different perspective um, to your life? Are you comfortable in your skin? Are you comfortable with talking to people? Are you comfortable with just being kind to someone? Um, and uh, if someone is showing you unkindness, show them that you're brave and you're not intimidated by their actions. And so this, this whole year was a life changer. Um, I also even uh, uh, forgave my father. Um, I, I was born in the Bahamas and um, I didn't have a really good childhood growing up because my parents were separated and it caused a lot of emotional turmoils and not having a father figure to lead me and guide me in certain things into my adult life um, was a struggle. And I, I held on to a lot of hurt and pain um, until I realized the whole situation yeah, of, of my father. And I, I forgave him. I told him, I, you know, I apologize that we didn't have the best communication. And, and I think talking to my father, talking to him about things that I held deeply in my heart or, or things that I didn't realize the whole perspective of my mom's side, my dad's side, um, it was really a healing process for me um, this summer when I went to the Bahamas to reconnect with my father. And I thought my father was this bad person and come to find out he, he is a loving person. Um, wow. He really cares about me. Um, he really cares about my future. And um, I'm like, wow, this is, this, this is what I always wanted. I always wanted to have this paternal fatherly connection. I, I'm a, I have a father figure personality. Like if, if you notice me, I really care about people, but I really wanted to come from my actual father uh, and just that, that time on the island with him. He's such an island man. Um, just sounds shows, like he, it sounds like he and I would get along. <laughs> yes, just showed me how, how he loved his kids. And mm -hmm. separations um, can cause so much havoc in a child's life. And, um, you know, maybe my parents didn't realize how their separation really affected the kids. And because we had to live, we, it was just a very difficult to, to not go into depth. It was a really difficult time growing up um, with my parents being separated and having to make choices and, and challenges um, without, without both parents and and trying to come up in the world, uh, it was it was difficult. It was difficult, but I think um, having a strong base in God and believing in the Holy Spirit always kept me balanced. Always kept me grounded to what I needed to do, what I needed to accomplish. Um, and my job here on Earth is not to hurt people. It's not to um, Amen. Uh, not to be us, not to be me. My my job on Earth is to show the light that I was born with, that was given from God, and have influence people, influence people to 
get out of get out of the ma matrix of being a slave in the mind um and removing the worldly things that you've that has controlled you where you may not see the perspective of others because you're so confined to this matrix of this is what I need to be this is what I need to do um my 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 goal is to be to be truthful to be myself to show people that um it's not about your culture it's not about your race it's about your character it's about your inner being of who you truly are and my inner being is to not let my past or my trigger to determine my actions or reactions to certain things in life. I have to control my inner self and in my thought and everything starts with the mind and your mind yeah. has to be focused on what you want to accomplish in this world, what you want to accomplish in this lifetime because tomorrow is not promise. And because tomorrow is not promise, you have to make the decision Amen. today if you want to be the best person, if this is the last day of your life, make sure you've made the decision to change your perspective, to better yourself, you know? Um, and that's that's what my whole motto is, um, bettering myself and becoming the person that I was meant to be, not the person that people want me to be or social or political. Play that game all day. Identity, it's what I was born internally with. I want to express through my lifestyle, my actions, and um, live my life authentically with integrity. And that's that's the spill. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love it, dude. Every single bit of it, man. You you are a leader in every sense of the term, man. I, I'm I'm just, I'm so proud of the, the of the person that you've become over this last year. It's like screw the physique, man. This isn't supersetyourphysique.com. This is supersetyourlife.com. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Um, especially everything that you're saying around your mindset. I wanted to follow that up. Actually, you said that this last year has been a, a big growth opportunity for you. I can attest to that, dude. Every single contest prep that I've done, that's where I've actually gotten my best uh, spiritual revelations and just like my uh, deepest outlook out outlooks on on life. I mean, life changing experiences when you're when you're when you're go when you're going through this. But First Peter um, chapter one verses five through seven. For I wanted to follow up with this. For this uh, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness goodness with knowledge, goodness with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Um, Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a, is a fountain of life. James 3, 2, if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a mature man. James 3, 10, out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. So the reason I bring these up, pal, is because you've been very, very intentional about every single word that comes out of your mouth in this prep. It's one of the things that I've noticed about you and some, one of the things that I really respect about you is that there's there's ne there's never an ill word that comes out of your mouth about anything or anybody. It's 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 always intentional. Um, even when we were in Seattle together, like getting ready for the show, you weren't letting yourself get stressed. If you were starting to get stressed, you would talk yourself out of it and I would talk you out of it. And so I can see that. Um, OK, so my understanding of the of the word integrity is that what you do, what you say and what you think is exactly the same thing. And that's what and that's what I see in you is that you are programming your subconscious mind by what you say, because there's so much power in the tongue. And I don't care if it's around my family. I don't care if it's at body shop fitness. I don't care if it's backstage at the competition. Um, you're the same Leo, no matter who you're around. And you're just, it's, it's, it's no, it's, it's no question why you have the reputation that you do at Yellowstone Fitness too. Everybody knows you as the guy that is always motivated. That is all that, that if you're, if you're in the gym and you're training, you're training hard, dude. And you're not doing anything else besides that. You cut, you, you cut, you kind of yelled to get those last couple reps out from time to time, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think. It's not about being pretty anymore. It's about 
it's about releasing the beast or being a monster because the next time I, I'm on stage, I want to show the world that I put in a lot of effort this second time around. And I listened to my coaches here and my coaches here, my coaches here in Montana and my, my private, my teammate from Ireland. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Co-coach, teammate, uh, Mark, Mark Ennis certainly wears, wears lots of hats. Also, um, you, you were, you're mentioning um, alcohol earlier. I thought that was, re I'm really glad that you, that you, that, that you touched on that. Um, you've been actually a big influence on me continuing to stay away from alcohol because I'm just like you never would have really classified myself as an alcoholic. But after I, after I cut it out, the carnivore diet cut it out. Most people that do the carnivore diet, you'll notice it's just like a matter of time before they start drinking alcohol because the carnivore diet is a very intuitive diet. And then you start, you, you start um, paying better attention to and uh, understanding better what foods are benefiting you and what foods are harming you. Right. So um, with with alcohol in in my in my diet, I I don't see it as something that's like super, some, something that I, something that I that I need or that I want a lot more of when I have it. But when I look back, um, all of the a lot of the decisions that I've made in my life that I'm just not super proud of, um, times where I've like acted immaturely, um, I I never really thought that it was alcohol that was causing that. But when I look back. Um, my, my, my best decisions <laughs> and the times where I'm most proud of myself and the times where I'm like, um, that was a good day or that was a, that was, a, that was a good, uh, get together with the family or what, like, it, um, al alcohol usually was not involved. I don't know if you've noticed that correlation in your life or if that's kind of what you're saying too. I think, um, for me, uh, alcohol was more of a social, a social thing, um, something that I had done on the weekends and to be socially acceptable. And I thought it was the way to also be acceptable in the dating world, um, meeting friends. I thought, okay, if I have alcohol, I'm going to have friends. I'm going to um, I'm just going to be popular or just be a part of the crew or whatever. And, and I realized it doesn't, this, the after fact or the after feeling, it's not really healthy. You know, yeah. the month, the amount of money spent on alcohol, the, um, it's just like, it's not worth it. It's and not so, worth it's not worth it and it's not necessary. Here again, Proverbs right. 25, 4, take away the dross from the silver, and the Smith has material for a vessel. And if as a bodybuilder, if you want everything going for you, see that's why I love bodybuilding so much, man. Is, is, is you, you you see this now. Like it changes your it changes your perspective on life. Like when you're doing it, when you're doing a contest prep, you got to cut out everything out of your diet that doesn't have a really good reason to be in your diet. You know that you learn your body inside and out over the course of doing this. And then Looking back, it's just like, yeah, okay, if there's one thing that is not serving me any nutritional value whatsoever, alcohol, for sure. <laughs> A absolutely. And it really, uh, when I stopped drinking, it really showed me I didn't have friends. I mm -hmm. thought I had friends, wow. but they were, they were friends when it came to alcohol. And yeah. There's a distinguish between a friend or a friend with alcohol. And a friend with alcohol is someone who is undependable, someone who has personal issues and demons that they're having to use alcohol to um, band-aid the wound in their mind or whatever they're going through in life. And I, for when I started getting off of alcohol and doing this, I felt lonely. I felt like, oh man, I used to go to the club or to the bar every week. Why am I, I'm in here in my house. And um, as I got disciplined in my training, I realized that is not healthy. Going out to the bars, going out to drinking. Um, you never want to, to meet people under the influence of a substance. 
-hmm. because you will not know who they are and vice versa. And my thing is, I don't never want to hurt someone um, emotionally, physically, or whatever, being under the influence. And um, alcohol is an influence. And, you know, as I get got, as I'm getting older, I realize I don't need that anymore. I, I, it's not, it's not good for the mind. It's not good for the body. Um, and, um, I, I really appreciate that determination. Although I felt like I was alone, it really helped secure the confidence in me today um, to be the person that I am. Totally. Uh, coming, coming to your, uh, coming to, to your prep. So we cut it. So we cut out alcohol. Um, what was the hardest thing in your diet that you were eating before? that you did not want to give up that coach Colt was like, you know what, cowboy, sorry, this doesn't belong in a bodybuilding diet. <laughs> so the carbs, giving up the carbs, um, rice, bread, um, chocolate chips, um, any sweetness, um, was really the combination of all those stuff was, was, was challenging because I realized, um, you know, I would eat so much bread and I didn't realize that would blow me up. Well, I realized it would blow me up, but I didn't realize that uh, removing bread from your diet is actually a part of the the training. And I was like, oh, wow. And not eating we're, rice. We're, we're, we're we're eating burgers with forks now. We're <laughs> we're, right. we're 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 going we're going out and getting diet sodas and getting a side salad, not the fries anymore. <laughs> right. I have I when I go to rodeos or whenever I go out and people are like, "You don't want any bread on it?" I'm like, "No, just give me the beef. Just give me the burger." Um, I think they didn't understand, but you know, this is like when you I think with bodybuilding you, it's a small group of people because we live in a different lifestyle and yeah. we're not in taking the same thing because we're trying to build this physique physique and body figure that is not the average. And, um, and it, uh, I think, uh, you know, eating carbs for so many years to like months of, oh yeah, you can't eat it. It was hard. It was hard. I did, um, I did, uh, cheat with gums. Um, sweetness is my, um, uh, weakness. And I, used to, then, I used to do that all the time. I was, I was chewing through packs of gum, like a chain smoker going through yeah. packs of cigarettes, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna not do that on your next prep though. That's what if there if there if there's one hack that you were using on this last one, um, we're gonna we're gonna go away with that one because that's not something you want to do long not long term. Uh, you know, lots of lots of diet sodas, stuff like that, sunflower seeds. These are all ways that we were kind of helping you get past the hunger pangs those last few weeks, but uh, not sustainable and not like something that you want to do long term by any means. Um, on your, okay. So, so, so on your meal plan, we got, we started off with your, yeah. So I did the, I did, I did the, um, see before we started recording, I did the math and you started out at 180 protein and 280 fat that was in May. And that got you down to where you needed to be while, while we were basically pulling from a little bit of each with more or less a one-to-one -one ratio, we got a little more aggressive with your fat towards the end of the prep. But we ended up all the way down to a rock bottom of 155 protein and 155 fat. So the lowest that your calories ever got was 2100. I use that word um, kind of loosely right now because we're not supposed to use that word on this show. We don't track calories. And I had no idea what they were actually until right now. So apparently that's as, that's as low as you got. It's pretty good, man. Most people are most most people are starving before they step on stage. Um, your refeeds were 235 protein and 260 fat. So let me know what you think of this, pal. But I'm thinking that your your new macros. You've gone a couple weeks without tracking anything, uh, which is good. I think everybody should do that coming out of a show. And then um, now we're going to do the reverse diet. So the purpose of this is to build lean muscle, 
and to maintain your conditioning and so that we don't have a bunch of fat from the holidays to cut out when we um, start prep again in January, February. So we're looking at July for the open natural and then your Bahamas show, which is kind of around the same time. We're sticking with probably all NPC this next year, huh? Oh, so the Bahamas show um, will have to be moved to, will be moved to November because I have to, um, based on me talking to Serge from the Caribbean, NPC Caribbean Grand Prix, um, he said I have to be in the top two at an MPC qualifier um, in order to compete in the Bahamas uh, show in November. So Open Natural in July, and then August, um, try to be in the top two or qualify um, in Utah. And if I don't make it in Utah in August, I'm gonna compete again in Utah in October to qualify again. Uh, and then once I qualify, then I'll be able to comp compete in the Bahamas in November. So that's my motivation um, to be eligible to compete um, in the Bahamas before my 40th birthday. Um, because next year is my 40th year on earth and I want it to be phenomenal, life-changing, um, and really, really expand on who I really am and take my body to a different level, shredded, muscularity, um, balance. Um, so I want to make history with this, with this new challenge. This is the 40 year old challenge. So <laughs> let's do it, bro. It gives me a little bit of time to save up some cash too, because I, I really want to make a family trip out of that with my, with my wife and I, and that, that gives, that gives her plenty of time to cut down for that one too. We're kind of, we're kind of nervous about whether or not she'll be ready for the open natural or not. And so I'm thinking that might be a little more realistic and um, something, something I'm going to talk to her about, about after the, um, after we're done recording, actually, I didn't realize it was that far back, but that sounds like a solid plan, dude. I would, I would, I would love to go in the Bahamas and, um, and, Really, just really, just really, really, just be there for you because I know how important it is to you to do a competition in the Bahamas because that's your roots. Um, so your so your macros right now, um, reverse engineering all the way back to where we're at. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start with one ninety protein and one ninety fat. Just keep it a good simple one to one ratio. And so you're gonna you're definitely gonna be full. You're gonna be feeling better. We're gonna keep your meal plan relatively the same throughout the week. But on your refeed days, that's where you can add in some carbs if you want. Just try not to go crazy on them. Um, we don't need to do anything super specific. I'm write, I'm writing down on paper for your refeed to be 235 protein and 260 fat-ish, anywhere on that ballpark. But um, what are what are a couple of the foods that you've been missing that you're like, man, I would really like to have these back in my diet for, for a few months? <laughs> so, um, you know, fried chicken... Um, chocolate chips, uh, really pizza sometimes, cheeseburgers, um, really the unhealthy foods, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so but, those... But so if, if you're if you're going out, pal, uh, try to do Chick Fil A if you can. They do everything fresh. It, it's it, it's kind of, kind of the only place that we really ever ever do eat out. We don't do a lot of eating out as a family because it's just never convenient. We don't have time for it. Why would we pay ten times more money for a steak that I could make taste ten times better for a fraction of the price here at home, right? Um, but for but for bodybuilding, um, Chick Fil A is actually pretty good. You they they have they have great macros there. Um, you can do, you can, you can do, you can do, you can do a lot there. So, um, yeah, that's what your, so that's, that's what your meals are going to look like throughout the week. Um, in terms of sweets, um, I'm going to try to keep you towards keto meal replacements like keto bricks and crumbly bars for the time being in, instead of, um, in, instead of like pizzas and chocolate chips, man. But if it's at the, if, if you're at the rodeo and you want, and you, you want a freaking pizza, have a pizza, man. If you want a bun on something, go for it. You've totally earned it. As long as long as you're as long as you're um, as long as you're low carb throughout the week and relatively meat based, that which is what got you in that shape in the first place, then you're going to minimize the damage that you're going to do. 
and anything. And, and if you do gain a little bit of fluff, eh, it's not the end of the world. That's what February is for, right? <laughs> we, we need to we need to focus on we need we need to focus on muscle growth first and foremost. So I'll shoot so I'll shoot you your your uh, your, your, your your new meal plan. Um, your workout training. So we started off with you doing pretty high volume, like really high volume, because you were you were in the gym for two hours at a time, six days at a week, just smashing your workouts, um, hitting PRs, and you were doing that all the way up until we started your prep, which was in May. Then we started um, cutting back the volume. What did you think of that? Was that what you expected? Was it counterintuitive? Um. Cutting back, that wasn't what I expected. I thought that you go in, you start off strong, you end strong. Um, but then I realized, oh, you you can't do that because you, you're going to have injuries. And so, um, but my body is so competitive and so... It likes to go through pain and suffering. Yeah, you got that warrior mentality just like I do. And so I, I looked and, at my shows last year in 2022 and, and how bad I overtrained all the way through every single one of my shows. And so this last year with Coach Mark helping me work with everybody else and, and under, understand the importance of high intensity, low volume training on prep. Um, man, like it's it's helped it's helped me keep my appetite under control. It's helped me to have less inflammation, so I can hit the gym more, uh, more and more frequently. Did you notice anything? Did you notice any of those benefits as you were going through your prep? Hey everyone, Coach Taylor Milton here. Welcome to Skull Bells TV, the official YouTube channel of SupersetYourLife.com, where you're going to discover a weekly upload of quick and easy to follow workout tutorials featuring Coach Colt, myself, or one of our athletes to keep your workouts fun, practical, and effective. Our family's latest keto carnivore recipes that fuel Colt's competitions and keep myself and our kiddos strong and healthy. Video uploads of the supersetyourlife.com podcast, now over 100 episodes, your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym, and much more. Last thing before we get into the video, we're asking a big favor from you. This has been working beautifully, so if you would please think of someone you care about that would benefit from this video, go ahead and smash that like button, click the share button and text this video to them. That would mean the world to us. And while you're at it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss more exciting content from School Bells TV because our team has lots of meat and lots of muscle coming your way and I promise you won't wanna miss it. When you hit the subscribe button, you'll see a bell icon pop up. You wanna click that too so you're notified every time we release a new video. Thank you so much for the support. It means the world to us. Every like, share, and subscription helps our channel grow and supports our family's hard work. So thank you so much for doing your part too. That's all we ask. God bless you and please enjoy this. Video. I actually felt spoiled. I'm like, oh, I used to do all this. Now I'm doing these little stuff. Um, but I think I didn't realize I wasn't doing it in the perspective of moving slow with the weights, um, feeling that intensity. Yeah. I always was doing it where, okay, I'm going to do this exercise, do this amount of reps, just, just keep on moving so fast. And I didn't realize, you know, slow steadiness and balance, you know, if I'm going to go to failure, let me go to failure with, um, with a balance, uh, movement not with a uh, a uh, beastly mode you know and i and that's something that i i'm really taking into consideration because i'm like oh that's that's what i can do differently um mm -hmm. on this part of my training um because i know i can take my body to heavier weights but it doesn't make my 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 muscles need to mature with the lower weights with the intensity and i can still go with heavy weights but i must go with a, a like a gentle mindset of staying in control not just pushing fast up and down descending descending ascending very fastly it's more of a control and 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 patience so um, and then I'm, mm -hmm. I think this will also prevent injuries, 
Um, and I think I the science behind this is really incredible because you know I think when you're not in when you're outside of bodybuilding, you're you would think like, oh, I need to be the strongest person to lift all this bench press all this weight and um not realizing your body needs to mature to that strength load and not not like I'm I'm strong today because I lift all these weights. You're strong when you can control the little weight as much reps and if you can go to failure with higher um higher weights and I was like, "Oh, that that's that's a that's a mind changer, um, and I think it's much healthier to to do that process. Absolutely, I'm looking I'm looking for a quote. He who he who conquers others is strong. He who conquers himself is mighty. It's a great quote, but I can't remember who wrote it. <laughs> so, I'm like searching through my logbook like a madman trying to fight it and uh i can't so i just uh, i don't know i just thought it was along the same lines of what you were talking about i love it man yeah hypertrophy training and strength training are two completely different uh are, are two completely different styles and so what you were what you were doing before we started working together was much more athletic based it was more basic and then um towards the end of your prep we went away with squats we went away with barbells we went away with pretty much everything that except for machines and dumbbells so we could really focus on using as little weight as possible to do as much damage to the muscle fibers as possible keeping your joints uh, keep keeping keeping your joints safe and so we had no injuries on this prep right i don't think you got injured one time over the entire last year so that's a big win was it was it kind of different um, having Coach Mark breathing down your neck and making you force out those last couple of reps at Body Shop after the competition when we started getting back to work on your legs right after the show? <laughs> um, that I did injure myself, um, but it was because I was I was doing more than I still have this. That's my weakness. I want to do more than I'm like my prescription of exercises. Um, yeah, all, all the injuries that I've had looking back, I'm always like, man, the, I should have known better going into that. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know? um, and uh, yes, Mark really... Now, what, Mark, what, what, really, what, was your, what was your injury though? I don't remember it. Oh, this is public, so I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> okay, um, you got it. Uh, what, but Mark, um, I think when Mark training, um, now he's a memory behind my back, behind my like brain, whenever I'm going to fair, whenever I'm, <laughs> yeah, uh, every time you're in the gym, you can just hear him yelling at you and you're like, I know I got five and, more reps now. Cause I, cause he made me do it before <laughs> he told me to deep breathe whenever I'm going to failure, it's like, breathe in so you can push to that intensity and tell yourself you can do it versus bailing out. Um, and I feel like him showing me that, okay, I can take my body to even a, a higher intensity, even when I'm, I feel like I can't do the rep, um, was, was a powerful, um, undertaking for me and he really whipped me into shape i mean not whipped me into shape whipped me into that mindset of um control slow steady and um just just letting whatever muscles i'm working at do the job yeah good stuff yeah, there's, there's there's a huge difference between the way that Americans train for the most part and then low volume, high intensity. And so my first workout with him was, um, I think, the, the day before you flew in. He trained me through that, through that same workout. Every single exercise was the same except for he had me do vertical um, leg presses and not linear leg presses. And I, I wasn't – and my, my calves, hamstrings, quads, everything gone for the next – uh, for, for the next five days, really, it was it was a while. That's what, one of the hardest workouts I've ever had, and it took thirty minutes. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. 
your next show, we're doing bodybuilding, we're doing classic, and uh, you thought any more about men's physique, or are you like, heck with that? No, we're sticking with men's physique and bodybuilding. Oh, no, no, I don't want to do men's physique. I like the intensity of bodybuilding. Yeah, uh, it's it's your personality. Uh, that and classic thing. Yeah, men's physique, I think, I, I, no, that's not for me. Like, why would you? We're, we're training legs three, day, three days a week and upper body two days a week. We're not going to do that the entire winter just to have you cover them up. I agree with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Cool. All right. Um, where can people go to follow you and your journey? Everything that you're up to, my man. Um, well, I have an Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Leo Pink Beach. Um, and... Um, I'm, You're you pretty can, active on Facebook and on TikTok too, right? No, I'm not on TikTok. That's one thing I'm, that's one social media uh, alternative that I'm not using. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. You're not missing anything there. <laughs> um, and then I'm on Facebook, um, Elisha Dawkins. Um, cool. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now you know where to follow him. Go go follow Leo, everybody. Get motivated. We'll catch you on episode 203 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. And uh, Leo, you and I need to either go shoot a deer or work out together very soon. What would you rather do? We're going to work out. Deer season, deer hunting season is over for me. Um, I'm actually going to Florida. And the time as I, time as I come back, deer season would be over. So... We just, if you can come Monday, we can work out on Monday. We'll make, we'll make something happen. Hey everybody, Coach Taylor here. Thanks so much for listening to our Motivation Monday message this week. I'm going to send you off with some big news here at supersetyourlife.com. But first, we're going to get into a few podcast reviews and athlete spotlight. Our first athlete spotlight is from Wendy Eddy in Minnesota. She's had some great improvements with blood work, increased testosterone, increased thyroid levels, and lowered triglycerides since May of 2023. She's been primarily eating red meat, mostly ribeyes, which is the best cut. Water and sea salts sound familiar? <laughs> That's the lion diet. Congrats, Wendy. We are so proud of you. The best physiques are built from the inside out, and we are grateful to have you on our team. Podcast review of the week is from Susie in California for our supersetyourlife.com podcast. I understand figure posing so much better now. Thank you for talking about the open natural too. I'm ready, coach. She is talking about episode 193 with posing 101 with figure OCB pro and fitness model, Melissa Parker. You were born ready, Susie. We are so excited for your journey. Our carnivore coaches corner podcast review is from Mr. Warwazenk from Spain. I apologize for torturing your last name. Um, he said, that is awesome. Thanks for all the great info as always. And speaking about session 29 with stem cells, killing cancer and grounding with Professor Bart K. Thanks again, Z. We're just going to call you that from now on for all reviews and for supporting the channel from the very beginning back in March with Jonathan. We ain't stopping anytime soon. Glad you like it, brother. All right. And then our YouTube review with Skullbells TV is from Carnivore Rick Cartwright from Ohio. Thank you so much for this video. I love sissy squats and I never use a belt either. And he's just in reference to the squat like a savage with Robert Sykes. Thanks, Rick. Colt's quads are still recovering from shooting that video. A store update. We are thrilled to announce we received our very first purchase order from Baja Gold Minerals Sea Salt. We currently have 15 bags less left. It's the world's healthiest and most flavorful sea salt. Costs more than Celtic sea salt, but worth it if you're willing to make the upgrade. Baja Gold was nice enough to find out about us through our podcast and sent us a gift package that stole our hearts. After hours and hours of technical research to see if they could back up their claim, we now see why they call themselves the world's healthiest and most flavorful sea salt. Everyone in this house loves the flavor and the texture more electrolytes and lower sodium than Celtic. And I, I totally um, agree with all of this. I really, really am enjoying the texture and just the new flavor from this salt. It's something you definitely need to try. While we still love our Celtic sea salt, 
While we're waiting for the next PO, we have a solution until we have more on the floor. And I think you'll be really surprised with how good this is. After 44 days on the Lion Diet between Celtic Pink Potassium Cave Salt and Baja Gold, Colt has all of his electrolyte requirements met without any supplements, which is absolutely huge. Thanks again one more time, everybody. We'll catch you later this week on episode 203. And I'm going to leave you with our battle cry here at supersetyourlife.com, which is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.